A chef, a butler, and a maid should do it. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. <laughs> Who knew that the hardest part of being an adult is figuring out what to cook for dinner every single night for the rest of your life until you die? Here's a tip from a fullness mom. Don't wear headphones while vacuuming. I just finished the whole house before realizing the vacuum wasn't plugged in. And that's when you just pretend. You just pretend. I don't know who needs to hear this this morning, but wiping down the stove and the countertops is a part of doing the dishes. Thank you very much. Sometimes I like to mess with Pastor Bart and hide his stuff where he can't find it. Like I put his shoes in the closet. And his, <laughs> and his jacket on the hanger. And his keys on the key hook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this may or may not have happened at my house. So me and my husband were sitting on the couch watching TV and suddenly I hear that I get a text on my phone which I left in the kitchen. I go in the kitchen to check my text and it's from my husband saying, bring the chips on your way back in. <laughs> yes, that has happened at my house. Moms, have you ever looked at that last few loads of laundry and just considered throwing them away? Yeah. This one here is my favorite. We keep a potato masher in a drawer, sometimes because it's just fun to not be able to open that drawer. <laughs> the drawer. <laughs> and the last one here is, there's a strange voice in my head saying, vacuum the floor, clean the house. But luckily, my mom taught me never to listen to strangers. <clears throat> amen, amen. So... Um, you know, many years ago when we first started the church, I went on a trip to Texas to see my mom for Mother's Day. And while I was there, I visited a church. And it just so happened that the pastor's wife was giving the message that day. And so I was so excited to hear her. I had really never seen the pastor's wife. Remember, this is about 30 years ago. Um, give a message on a Sunday morning. And so um, I was very interested, and as she began, she just kept going and going until she finished up with 72 points. And I thought to myself, she thinks this is her one shot, and she's going to say everything, or else she doesn't ever want to have to do this again. So she's going to make sure they don't ask her back. <laughs> But anyway, um, a couple of months ago, I, I was just in my room getting ready, and I, I felt the Lord say to me, how about you give the message on Mother's Day? I could have had a lot of different responses, but I've walked with the Lord long enough to know that when the Lord asks you to do something, you say yes. So today, this is me giving you my yes, giving the Lord my yes. But, and it won't be 72 points, but um, just a few things that I feel like the Lord has given me to say. But right before I say that, I do want to join uh, my heart with Pastor Bartz as we have celebrated our 30 years as a church. And I just wanted you to hear from me as well of how thankful we are for this place and what a blessing you have been to our family and how very loved and supported we have always felt. 
And all of our kids were here on that 30th anniversary, and they were so touched. And from a mother's heart, I just want to say thank you for loving my kids well. And I see and talk to so many people who are suffering from church hurt. And I'm just so blessed that my kids don't have that. They grew up here, and they've gone out wanting to find a place like this. And so thank you for loving us well. Thank you for loving my kids. Yes, thank you. So today I have really a two-part message. The first part is to all of us about the mother that we had, and then the second part will be to moms. Um, because these words, Mother's Day, they carry a lot of weight. And honestly, I think most holidays can be pretty heavy. If you think about Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, Thanksgiving and Christmas, they can stir up a lot of emotions. Some great and awesome, and some maybe not so much. And I think it's true about Mother's Day as well, that some of you had an amazing mom, and you were so blessed, and your heart is filled today with gratitude for the mother that you have to God be the glory. Amen? But for others of us, we may have not even been, our mom may have not even been a believer. And so we may have not had the same experience. And I just believe for everyone sitting there, our emotions are all over the map of what we're feeling on this day. But I, I think the message that I have today, although it will be geared towards mothers, I think it's something that it will be applicable to everyone here. So I just encourage you to listen with an open heart and just take that which is for you. But I think as mothers, we are so aware of our shortcomings. And I think for me, I realized that even more when I became a mom. Then you realize what your mother went through. And you realize the sacrifices that she made. And it has caused me to have grace upon grace from my mother. I think that sometimes we um, could have wounds, though, from our mother. And I think at the, behind those wounds, most likely, we're believing some lies. And I know for me, it was the lie that you're never going to measure up, Kathy. Whatever you do is not going to be good enough. Now, I'm not, I don't believe that is at all the message that my mother sent, but it is the message somehow that I picked up. It's the lie that I bought into. And so now, as a mother, I'm realizing that my kids probably picked up some lies as well, things that I never intended to communicate. Because we're all imperfect people, right? None of us are perfect, and we all have our shortcomings. Um, I think this quote here from Cloud and Townsend kind of sums up what I'm trying to say. He says, As you begin to see and understand the missing elements in the mothering that you received, your responsibility now is to grieve and to forgive, so that way you may be healed from whatever your mother might have done wrong. There is purpose in why we visit some places in the past, not to pitch a tent there and live there, but to bring Jesus, the healer, in with us that we may be made whole and move forward. Yes. 
So we're not trying to drudge up the past and dwell there, but to invite Jesus into it. And so today, as we're getting started, I just want to invite you to ask the Holy Spirit in and to ask him to reveal to you what lies might you have picked up along the way. What lies might you be believing? And just allow God to give you truth to replace that lie. Really, from whatever relationship, we're talking about moms, but you've all been a part of many relationships already in your life. And you may have some scars, some wounds from those relationships, but I think that our scars can tell a story. They, we don't have to be stuck there, but you can use your story to bring health and healing to someone else. And whatever your relationship has been or presently is with your mother, I believe it is so empowering to know that we're not stuck there, but that we can grieve, we can grow, we can let it go, we can move on. I like this scripture from 2 Corinthians where it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Amen? I'm, uh, in this book, A Faith That Will Not Fail, I really think this quote sums this up as well when she says, If I allow myself to grow silent in my suffering, then grief wins. But if I sing from the place of my losses, if I turn my face to heaven and praise God for his goodness with a broken voice, then the losses are redeemed in the name of heaven. So whatever it is to this morning as you've come in on this Mother's Day that you might be mourning, don't add silence and shame to your suffering. But God already sees it. He already knows it. And so I'm just inviting you this morning to just trust that his ways are beautiful. Amen? Yeah. So motherhood, it's amazing. It's accompanied by intense joy. We are so filled with joy to be a mom. It's a privilege and we don't take it lightly. But it's also accompanied by intense suffering. Motherhood, you can just, I saw all the moms nod their heads. Yes. But I do want to say here that not all suffering is created equal. When we mention suffering, and you're thinking about what you have, you're sleep deprived, you're suffering. But someone else's suffering is, is on a whole nother level, right? Because we all suffer. All Christians are going to suffer, whether you have, or you are, or you will, or probably all the above. But the words of Jesus, he said, in this world, you will have trouble. But take courage, for I have overcome the world. So in 2 Corinthians, therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, that doesn't seem very light at the time. It's but for a moment Praise God, it's not going to last forever. And it is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. 
So whatever your suffering level might be, we can endure. We can endure suffering because we know it has a cause. It has a purpose. So motherhood, intense joy, intense suffering. Okay, so just a few points that I feel like the Lord wants me to say to you as a mother, not so much the mother you had, but the first thing I felt when I felt like the Lord gave me this word today is he wanted me to say to you as moms, you are not a failure. Turn to a mom next to you on your row and tell her, you're not a failure. <laughs> Turn to somebody else on the other end of the row and tell them, you're not a failure. When I was a mom of just one kid, I had Jared. He was about 18 months old, and he had on his first pair of Levi's and his little high-top Converse tennis shoes. And I looked down at him, and I saw his little pants drooping, so I reached down and gave him a little tug and flipped him right over on his face. <laughs> the words that came out of my mouth were, I am such a bad mom. And that is the message we hear. If we don't hear it all around us, we hear it from ourselves, right? <laughs> um, as a mom, as I had lots more kids, um, I had ideas of what Mother's Day would be like and that I would just be <laughs> nurtured and pampered and appreciated and just showered with love and um, so one Mother's Day, I said that to Pastor Bart. I said, I, I just want to be pampered. And so this is a picture of my kids giving me a neck massage and a foot massage and a hand massage. And it was great. And, and I had a lot of Mother's Days like that where I just felt so loved, so appreciated. But I also had some Mother's Days where I went to my bed and cried because I just felt like such a failure. I was just messing up. I just couldn't believe that God thought it was a good idea to keep giving me kids. <laughs> I'm not doing a good job here is what I wanted to say because as moms, we lose our patience with our kids and we speak harshly to our spouses and we turn a blind eye to other people because we our plate's already so full, we can't think of anyone else. But you know, those things don't make you a failure. They just make you human, Right? And that's when we just ask God for forgiveness. And we accept his grace and his mercy because it is the mercy of God that makes the suffering of motherhood bearable. And I feel like when we are feeling defeated and we want to just go to our bed and cry, a lot of times we are throwing stones at ourselves and that condemnation and shame just sends us deeper into bondage. And so, again, that, those words, I am a failure, is a lie. It is a lie. And I, I believe that if you'll invite the Holy Spirit in to reveal what is the lie that you're believing and what is the truth that you can replace it with, you will see that his truth does set you free. In, this, in John chapter 8, we have the story of the woman caught in adultery. And they bring her to Jesus and they're with the intention of stoning her. And so Jesus says to them, Let him who is without sin throw the first stone. 
And you know how the story goes. Jesus bent down, began writing in the sand, and then one by one, they all backed away. And she was left there, face to face with Jesus, exposed. Did he condemn her for her sin? Did he remind her of all of her failures? Or did he shake his finger and shame her? No. He just said, go and sin no more. So it's not Jesus who's condemning us. So if we feel condemned, where is the condemnation coming from? Because we know Romans 8, 1, for there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So the reality is that if you are in Christ, you're not condemned. You're not condemned for your messy house. You're not condemned because you don't have a homemade meal on the table every night. You're not condemned because you can't throw the birthday party of the year like you see on Instagram. And you're not condemned for your lack of desire to homeschool your kids. (laughs) I didn't really know that would be funny. But you're, you're also not condemned because you're struggling with depression, with anxiety. Just fill in the blank. You are not condemned because the reality is, is that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes. And so whatever the stone is that you're holding, that you're throwing at yourself, just throw it down. Throw it down. And take the hold of the hand of Jesus. Because he's got you. Amen? Yeah. Okay, point number two. Connect with others. You know, you don't have to do this mothering alone. As Pastor Bart says all the time, Christianity is, in its basic nature, yes, it's relational. But, you know, as moms, we do feel alone. We feel like I am the only one going through this. Nobody else's situation is quite like mine. And everybody else has got it figured out except me. But I just want to say, moms, we need each other. We need to help one another. And sometimes it's really hard to admit that we need help. I can't tell you how many times right here in this place that I have seen help offered only for the mom to say, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good, yeah, we got it. So I just want to say, accept the help that is offered. I offered a meal to a lady this week, and she said, yes, can you come tomorrow? (laughs) That's what we need to offer help. Extend help, but we also need to receive help. It says in Galatians 6, 2, bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. There's a book I've been reading um, called Friendship is Complicated. And I think women know this more than anyone else because I think the female relationship drama starts about preschool, right? Yeah. Um, And in this book... Uh, She says, the pain of connection is better than the pain of isolation. And sometimes we, our friendships, the pain of that and just being vulnerable and the fear that you're going to get hurt can cause us to retreat and cause us to say, you know what? I'm good. I'm just going to do this by myself because that's too painful. 
But you know, isolation is painful. Doing it alone is lonely. And that's where we can grow bitter and become depressed. And mainly that's where the enemy can pick you off. And the lies start entering in. And before you know it, you are in all kinds of bondage. So the best way, I think, for women to connect with one another is through prayer. Having someone to pray with. In one season of my life, I was so blessed to um, walk with Jenny Hackney. And we lived in the same neighborhood, and so it was really easy for us to connect. She had six kids. I have five. We always had something to pray about. And that was the purpose of our walking, though. We met together for the purpose of praying for our kids. And we would meet, okay, who do you want to pray for today? We're going to cover this one. And so anyway, that's what we did. And we met and we prayed. And as moms, we are prayer warriors. We are fighting for our kids. We are going before the throne of grace, praying for our kids. But it's a whole nother thing to have a friend cry out to God on behalf of your kids. And you're praying and praying and praying, and sometimes you get in that rut of just saying the same things, praying the same things, wanting the same things. And then you get with someone else who has a fresh insight, who's listening to God and speaking forth his words for your kids. And then you get to do that for her kids. And years later, I had another season of my life. I was doing that with Nancy Moore. We didn't live in the same neighborhood, but we found a park that was a halfway point between us because we're both trying to exercise and we're both trying to pray. We combine the two together. And my prayers with Nancy were almost always for spouses. We're praying in godly spouses. And Nancy has got her answer. Amen, right there. Praise God for Robin. I'm still waiting. (laughs) I got one amazing daughter-in-law that Jenny actually prayed forth into existence. I'm serious, she did. And so I'm I'm waiting for four more. (laughs) And so, you know, another thing, it doesn't always have to be in... uh, in person, something else that I do on very regularly is I just have text threads. Five moms here, five moms here, this is what's going on while you pray for me. This is the situation. And they do the same. And so I just encourage you, don't do it alone. Find some friends to connect with. And I'm just thankful for, um, even over the years, my prayer champions in this place, praying for my kids. Still to this day, my kids are all graduated. I can still go to my prayer champions and they still pray for my kids. Amen. All right. Last point. Laughter is the best medicine. So I ask you, have you factored in some fun in your life? Husbands, can you help your wives create some space to have fun? Because I know I was always a better mom and a better wife after I had gotten out of the house only just for an hour or two just to hang out with some other moms and to laugh. You know, we're under a lot of stress. And we hear all kinds of things about eating right, exercising, get your water, get enough sleep. 
But the statistics are now coming out that even if you do all of those and you're overwhelmed with stress, that has done more damage than any of the others. And so we have to realize how stressed we are and what we're going to do about it. And laughter, they, the studies are showing that laughter is one of the best ways to dispel stress. So this is one of my Mother's Days, too. I was, um, Bart took the kids out of the room in the house and said, go have you a nice relaxing bath. Awesome. So I'm there soaking in my bubble bath when I hear these words. What have you done? End of relaxing bath. <laughs> and there's my Olivia. She had gotten the scissors and chopped off all her hair. <laughs> and so what are you going to do? Laughter. Sometimes in these situations in motherhood, all you can do is laugh. Over the years, the fullness had a lot of ladies' retreats, and Wendy Coon and I would drive together. Usually the back seat was full of other women, and we would set out, we can do this. We can get there. We have our, our directions. This was before the days of GPS. I didn't have a watch that would vibrate to tell me this is your next turn. And so we, we were going, we're, we were determined that we were going to get there on time and not get lost. Every year, without fail, we would get to chatting and talking and laughing, having so much fun. Yes, we always missed our exit. Every year, without fail. Another year, just Wendy Coon and I went by ourselves, and we went to look at a venue. It was an hour out. We chatted and talked all the way, got in the cars an hour all the way back. And all of a sudden, I'm driving over here in the left lane because I drive fast, and that's the lane I stay in. And I'm, so I'm driving, and all of a sudden, the car completely loses power. And I'm like pushing the accelerator. Nothing is happening. And I'm like never, just maneuvering my way to get over to the shoulder of the road only to discover I've run the car plumb out of gas. <laughs> Not a drop. And so there's Wendy Coon and I. Trudging up the shoulder of the road, walking to a gas station. Wendy wasn't laughing. <laughs> but you know what? We're laughing now. We are laughing now because women building memories forms a beautiful bond. These memories over the years, these beautiful bonds, I want that for you. I want that for you, women of fullness. And I hope you'll fight for it. You'll fight for those relationships. You'll fight for those friendships because in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures evermore. And our joy will be full. Love one another as I have loved you. So women, let's love one another well. So just in summary, three little statements I want to make here just in conclusion. I believe that if we want to become women, helping other women, that we first have to be willing to do the work in our own heart and to look at those places where we need healing and where we need to extend forgiveness because forgiveness is the key to freedom. And don't be surprised if the person you need to forgive is yourself. Number two, what lies are you believing? 
I hope you'll give this some thought and not say, oh, I've I've dealt with that. Because they keep coming back over the years. And what lies are you believing and even speaking forth? One day I was saying some things and Lori Couch said, stop saying that about yourself. And I was like, she's right. I'm speaking a curse over myself right here. So pay attention to your words and pay attention to your self-talk of what lies you might be believing and just ask the Lord to deliver you from that condemnation and shame by giving you truth. And then lastly, connect with others through prayer and friendship. Because ladies, we're not all mothers here today, but we are all women entrusted with a unique and beautiful calling to nurture the generations below us. Amen? Amen. Well, I'm going to pray for you, but before I do, um, I want to tell you about this song that, that Craig is going to lead. It's a song that he wrote, and when he got this song that one night, what he didn't know was that the next day he would be met with intense suffering, he and his family. And so he's going to sing this song over us today, and I just uh, wanted to highlight the words that say, you may not get everything you ask, but it is his promises that will last. And we don't have to doubt him because his ways are beautiful. If you're a mom, would you stand up? And if you have a mom near you, would you just reach out your hand to her, extend your hand, and let me pray for us. Moms, extend your hands and just receive from the Lord. God, I thank you so much for these women that are here today, these mothers. I thank you, God, for each one, and that you know them, you see them, and that you are intimately acquainted with all of their ways. And Father, I just bless them today. And I do pray that they would look into their own heart and receive the healing and the forgiveness that you want to give to them, God. And I pray that you would reveal anywhere, any place, God, that they're revealing, um, rehearsing lies and believing lies and that you would reveal truth to them. Thank you, God. And I pray, God, for friendship for every woman, for meaningful connections, that no one would feel alone and left out, but that you would draw hearts together and that you would knit knit the hearts of these fullness women together, God. God, you know the cries of every mom's heart standing up here before you today. You know her struggles. You know her prayers. You know what she is laying at your feet, Jesus. And I just pray, God, that you would meet each woman where she is. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.